1967, Roland Barthes wrote La Mort de l'Auteur, The Death of the Author, an essay proclaiming that the opinions of an author on what his text may mean are irrelevant to the interpretation of said text. In 2020, Julian and Magnus Dora decided that the author's abilities are just as irrelevant. This is Kill the Author. Hello and welcome to Boobs. Welcome to Boobs. To a new episode of Kill the Author. Also Boobs. <laughs> this is Boobs. This is Boobs. Uh, I see you've uh, done something with your foot there. Yeah, I have. As, is it related to school days? <laughs> Not as far as I knew. It is possible that by watching School Days for Half a Year, my foot grew a tumor. Oh, it could okay. be that this was the and result of school days. It, and that you had to have it operated out? Yes. It's a bit uncomfortable to record right now because, yeah, yeah he's had an operation on his foot. So. And I can't walk around places. I hate it. Yeah, so if the audio is a little worse, uh, that might be why that is. It might also just, uh, maybe you just faked it uh, because mm -hmm. with your foot all bandaged up, you can't go swimming. Uh, and you just wanted to yeah. remove all possibilities that you could go swimming under any opportunity. Mm -hmm. I never want to see any kind of public pool again. <laughs> this is the, it's not, it's not the, it's not the, what's it called? Um, beach episode. There is no mm -hmm. beach episode in school days, but this is the closest to the beach episode. It fulfills the main purpose of many beach episode, which is to show the female main characters in underwear. Yeah. <laughs> in um, bikinis. The thing is, I've... I've watched a lot of anime, and I've mm -hmm. watched a lot of pretty shameless anime, too. Not that much, because I can get turned off by that. And not this shameless. It's not this shameless. Yeah, it's usually not this shameless. I was also thinking, because up to this point we'd only seen, like, the non-nudity version of the anime, and the one we're watching now is the one that features oh, did, some uni did nudity. You did you compare them? No, I didn't compare okay. them, because there was no nudity in there this was, episode. But maybe there's, there was, there's a difference... I didn't think of that so far. I haven't checked. I haven't checked. Maybe uh, we'll figure that out for the next one. Uh, we, we hinted last time that this episode has kind of nothing happening in it. Mm -hmm. And that's why we might do both half of, halves of the episode in one episode of our podcast. Um, that's not how it's gone. Yes. <laughs> so I ended up making a lot more notes than I thought I would. And you ended up making a lot more notes than you thought you yeah, would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the first half of this episode, which is basically just gi to give you a really short summary and to give you a summary of everything I remembered from the first half of the episode, tits. Yeah. Tits. Just tits. That's just the major shameless, point of this episode. Just shameless fan service shots. But there was a lot more to it than that. Okay, there wasn't a lot more to it than that, <laughs> but there was a lot to read into what was happening. And I think it made some of the themes we've talked about in the past of this show kind of more apparent mm. in this episode because it's kind of blatant about it. So I have about double the notes I usually have for one of these episodes. And I also did some additional research because I find it kind of... I, I, I thought about some things in regards to this show. But let me just share with you my notes for the beginning of this episode. Okay. Titty. Mm. Ass. Crotch. Taiske. Long ago, the four nations lived <laughs> Come on. Yeah. So, for some reason, I thought that... So, yeah, the very first thing that you see in this episode is someone's tits. Yeah. I I thought this was... This would be one of the main characters. Mm, it's it's not. It's, it's not. Most likely it's not. It's unidentified person in blue bra. Mm-hmm. With the notes, oh god, oh no. Because the main characters are just getting dressed right now. Mm. Now, the second shot is an ass. Yeah, that's why I made it. But I'm pretty sure it's Daisuke's ass. You think? I think so, because he's wearing the, that um, red slip. Yeah, it might be his ass, but it mm. looked kind of like bubbly. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Daisuke maybe... has a really nice ass. <laughs> maybe he just has a good ass. That, maybe there's something good about mm. him, and maybe it's the ass. Though it, do it does seem appear to be a little bit too tight 
Because you can see the the crack peeking out just above li- the slip. Yeah, just just a neat little side note mm. on Taisuke. This episode really taught me to hate Taisuke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was kind of like neutral on Taisuke before. This episode really brought me to hating him. We'll get to why. Yeah. So the third is an accord shot of some identified person. We're mm-hmm. in a lavender one piece. I wrote that down. Mm-hmm. And then we have some Daisuke being gross. Yeah. <laughs> Daisuke... Uh, Brings brings the whole male gaze thing of this show to the absolute forefront in this way. Mm. We see basically everything from his perspective, and it's fucking gross. We get a very a shot of Daisuke's very prominent bulge in his panties. The first of two in this episode. <laughs> the second is worse. <laughs> yeah, the second is a lot worse. Also, something I noted down is we get like a so- short collage of barely dressed women he mm. ogles at and none of them even have faces like this is peak objectification yeah. we only see tits we only see ass <laughs> he also comments on really wanting to see Kotono has tits yeah while Makoto is right fucking there <laughs> standing next to him well yeah this, I, I know yeah this is I was really shocked because mm-hmm. that for some reason somehow Daisuke does not know that Makoto is in a relationship with Kotonoha. This episode introduces and resolves the conflict of Daisuke not knowing that the two of them are in Mm. a relationship. It seems like this would be an opportunity for Makoto to say something. Because uh, for the the first couple of scenes, there's a lot of Daisuke commenting on how hot he thinks Kotonoha is. And Makoto just says nothing about it. That also kind of like explains though... Why Daisuke, Daisuke constantly had this thing going where he was commenting on how Sekai and Makoto are like a couple or are a couple and, mm-hmm. stu- and stuff like that. Classic. He just didn't know that there was anything with Kotona. Or it's like it's this temporary brain uh, memory loss thing everybody in this show seems to have about the two of them not being in a relationship. Maybe they forget, too, that he's with Kotonoha. Maybe Kotonoha mm. is just very unmemorable when she's in a relationship with someone. I don't fucking know. We we also get a short flashback. Makoto mm. remembers the kiss he had with Sekai in the previous episode, I believe. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, it was in the previous epi- episode. That was the one mm. with the whole kissing training yeah. and shit like that. And he seems really bothered about it. Mm-hmm. He he seems torn. Like, the thing that I get from Makoto in this half of the episode, for the most part, is that he's kind of trying to make up his mind about their Sekai and Kotonoha. What what does he want to do? Since both of them... Like, with one of them, he's in a relationship, and the other one is being really, really weird about everything to him. But we'll, we'll get more of that later in the episode. Next, we cut to a scene in the ghost dressing room. Yes. Of course. So there we have Setsuna, Hikari, Sekai, and Kotonoha. My note here is mindless fan service. Yeah, this one's weird. Of course, there's <laughs> an ridiculous extreme focus on Kotonoha's breasts because yes. School Days has not yet made clear enough that Kotonoha has, has large breasts. Yes, yes, that is, an, that is an important character trait. We cannot forget mm. that ever. That reminds me, uh, we talked about that a while ago. Mm. School Day, not every scene in School Days where there's only female characters fails the Bechdel tests. In some scenes, they also talk about, about the size about of their breasts. T- yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they have boob envy, so that's something else. Uh, gotta appreciate what you get, you know? Yeah, boob envy is what the scene is. Yeah, we have Hikari being jealous of Kotonoha's large tits, but in a friendly way. Then we have a shot of Sekai, who touches her own breasts. Of and course. things like, oh. Setsuna shows up. Setsuna is there. <laughs> Okay, here I have some. Uh, I have some fun. <laughs> yeah, notes. that was weird. Uh, so Setsuna bl- uh, <laughs> Setsuna blows up Sekai's tits. Okay, <laughs> without context, these notes are a bit confusing. School she they took like, a weird turn. <laughs> <laughs> she puts like these these uh, inflatable. In, yeah, inflatable like uh, things like that exist. They're basically like you put them under your bra. Mm-hmm. I. Don't know what they're supposed to do in a bikini because you very, very clearly see that they're there. Maybe if you wear like a swimsuit, but I don't see the point of that. Something I have noted down here is she says she got them from Nanami. Yeah, they're, they're Nanami's bread inflated, breast inflated things. <laughs> and okay, this brought me on a small search because I mm-hmm. looked up like, does Nanami have unusually small breasts? No. Is that what? No, she doesn't. I looked that up. 
And then I had some thoughts. Nanami is sort of framed as slightly masculine throughout the show. So why, like, she's she's the sporty person, yeah. right? She's boy. She's boy. She's the she's kind of the dude of the girl group because uh, I'll get to that a bit later uh, in this episode because women and men can't be friends. So she's the sort of men part of the girl group. So why does she have breast blow up pillows? Why does she blow up her breasts? Because like yeah, <laughs> but also she doesn't have small ones. So mm -hmm. did she have small ones at some point and doesn't need them anymore? Or is it possible that she's been wearing them in every scene we've seen her and we just didn't know? That is a possibility. <laughs> I also wrote down that uh, maybe Nanami is trans. We don't know a lot about Nanami, mm -hmm. so maybe might be. If not, then that's my headcanon from now on. Okay. Setsuna, however, says to Sekai that she doesn't need the blow-up things. She likes her the way she is. Mm-hmm. Is there something we don't know about yet? <laughs> I I think that's just nice. That's just nice. She's just being nice. I think she's just a nice person. So then the intro happens. The intro is the same as ever. And then we time jump back into the classroom. Mm. Which, um... I just want to say, yeah, there might be something there. Sets 9 might be, maybe. have a thing for Sekai. Uh, um, there will be more about that in the future. I'm not sure. Was there ever a scene, um... Was there ever a time jump in school days? A jump back... Not, not that I can remember. Cause then, then this is an outlier. Yeah, because we t we jump back in time to the classroom. Basically, the we see all of them in the girls' dressing room, and then we have. Mm -hmm. You're probably wondering, wondering how, how I got into this situation. situation. <laughs> then we jump back to the classroom. Yeah, and uh, I have to disappoint everyone, and with everyone I mean myself. Yeah. And me too. I was also disappointed. <laughs> I mean both of us. Yeah, there's no teacher scene. Yeah, it's a classroom scene, but the teacher doesn't talk, so we mm -hmm. don't get a very. Uh, I don't don't be worried. I looked into another story for this episode. It's not related to the classroom mm -hmm. scene, but we will have something to go way too in depth about. Don't worry. Mm. But yeah, no teacher. So before we get to the classroom, we get a small establishing shot of the school. Ah. And the sky is clouded and dark. Mm -hmm. So everything is really like shadowy and it mm -hmm. looks depressing. And I don't think we've had this before. And I guess you could say it's foreshadowing. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> things, go, things go south in this episode. Something interesting, though, is... Like we talked about before, that the show doesn't seem to be aware sometimes of what it's doing mm -hmm. and how dark a lot of what's happening is and how shitty a lot of what's happening mm -hmm. is. And they did draw a special establishing shot for this, though, mm -hmm. that they didn't have to do. Like, they reuse establishing shots all the fucking time. So... Was that actually the point? Was the point actually to do some dark foreshadowing here? I think there's. It's reasonable to believe that. It's it's hard to tell what the school days, what the school days people are trying to do. Yeah, and like, fuck the author. The author doesn't matter. Yeah, but I think it's interesting that that might have actually been the point. <laughs> that they might have actually been trying to foreshadow things going dark. Of course, that's kind of undone by the rest of the episode being extremely bubbly for the most part and extremely bright and colorful. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I mean, it gets darker over time. It gets darker, especially towards the end. I think you can really say that this is foreshadowing. Puns yeah. aside. Uh, pun, pun intended and also irrelevant. Pun intended and unintended. Yeah. Um, we see Makoto sitting in class as we cut to that classroom. And he doesn't seem to be that into the idea of going swimming. We see him looking at these tickets that at the mm -hmm. end of the last episode Kotonoha gave him. And he seems like kind of apathetic, kind of not that into it, mm. into the idea. He has a flashback of of Kotonoha giving him the tickets mm -hmm. and he seems pretty unhappy about it. Yeah. So this is also a hint of what I feel is the central conflict of this episode. Yeah. In, in general, it seems like the relationship between Makoto and Kotonoha is on a different level now. Because mm -hmm. to me, it feels like Kotonoha is now in a spot where she's somewhat comfortable. Yeah. Like... I think this is because Makoto isn't trying to go beyond her boundaries anymore, yeah. which he's really unhappy about. But if it's, it just seems like Kotonoha seems to be a lot more content now. Yeah. And then there's Sakai. Yeah. Who's uh, 
whose role is also becoming a little bit more clear in this episode, mm-hmm. in this whole relationship. Yeah, and there's also Makoto, who mm-hmm. is, at this point, kind of over the relationship. Like, mm-hmm. we see him in this episode a few times kind of struggling with making the decision what he wants to do. Sekai or Kotonoha, which one does he want to do? And it seems like, even though he has some, like, thoughts on wanting to be with Kotonoha throughout the episode, it generally seems like he's just not into that idea anymore. Like, just the idea of spending time with her seems to annoy him. So, then Hikari shows up, Mm -hmm. and she also has tickets to the water park. Yeah. Mm. Sekai also mentions that when she sees Makoto's yeah. tickets. So I think that the water park is like a new thing mm. because Sekai says, so have you heard about the water park? Ah, okay. So maybe it's like a new thing. It just opened. That might be. And it seems Hikari is like inviting a bunch of friends to hang out there. But she has other intentions as well. Yeah. So first of all, um, she pulls out a water park uh, card and says like, well, and then Makoto screams out loud, You're interested in me too? <laughs> Which, um, yeah, that's uncomfortable. <laughs> that's just kind of uncomfortable. And it, it feels like it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Because um, up to this point, I it doesn't seem like anyone else is interested. Or if they are, then Makoto is way too deaf to understand, mm. <laughs> to realize that people are interested in him. It's maybe because she looks kind of like shy and kind of like she wants to ask him something mm. when she pulls him out. That might be part of it. But yeah, it's not that. It's not that. She isn't actually into Makoto at this point. Uh, she wants to ask uh, She wants to ask him if he can um, also get Taisuke to come to the water park with her. Yes. So... This is a common theme that will be repeated multiple times throughout the episode. Nobody can fucking believe that anybody would ever love Daisuke. <laughs> including the audience. Including me. Taisuke is the fucking worst. Why would anybody want to be with Taisuke? Makoto says that multiple times throughout this episode. Multiple times he says, I don't understand why someone would want to be with Taisuke. Who is like his mm. best friend from what we know. <laughs> Also, uh, Makoto gets beat up in this scene by Sekai. Yeah. Which is good. Also, like, at a later point in the episode, I think she also kicks him. Which is uh, really balm to my soul. I, I enjoy that. It's real nice. So, yeah, Makoto gets slapped off screen, which is um, one way to save some money. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Not to animate Sekai yeah. beating him up. I would have liked to see that happen. Unfortunately, I didn't. Yeah. I also, like, mm-hmm. in this scene, it's not really mentioned that Hikari is intending to bring her friends along. Like, mm-hmm. the the point I got was sort of, like, she wanted to go to the water park and wanted to have Makoto ask Taisuke if he wanted to come with her, like a date sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's pretty clear that she wants to bring her friends along, too, because they're all also there, and otherwise mm-hmm. they wouldn't have a point of being there because yeah. they aren't involved yet. I, I have another comment about Hikari... Being into Daisuke, mm-hmm. uh, Taisuke. First of all, in this school, the three guys met. Is that is that maybe one of the relationships that is made, that the title of the anime talks Who about? Who are the three guys then? Uh, well, I mean the three the three guys. It doesn't doesn't it like wasn't there an indication that there's three relationships in this? Mm. Is this maybe one of them? I mean, it may be because of things that happen later. Taisuke and Hikari get interwoven with the main love triangle in mm-hmm. some ways. Mm-hmm. So that might be a part of it. But if they're talking about the three guys that met, I think that's really just... I think that's really just Makoto, Sekai, and Kotonoha. Yeah. And neither of them is at least originally involved with Taisuke and Hikari's relationship. The relationship in, yeah. like, the biggest quotation marks. Yeah, I, I mean, it seems unlikely, partially because I completely forgot about this plot point. Yeah. I forgot it existed. Yeah, me too. Because I, don't, I can't remember how that was resolved. I don't it, think it was resolved It disappears. Much. It disappears quickly. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe we'll notice it this time when we watch through it, but I absolutely forgot mm-hmm. about that before. Also, um, Makoto is happy about the fact that there's other people coming. I think because... He didn't want to spend time with Kotonoha alone. Yeah. Yeah, that seems to be it. 
And he, like, through the the way the situation unfolds, Sekai will be there too now, which is who he wants to play, uh, spend time with anyways. So now we get back to Aqua Square. That's mm -hmm. the name of the pool. It's called Aqua Square. Okay. It's it's a square pool. Aqua Square. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Maybe this has nothing to do with the pool. That's just the square where the pool is. <laughs> <laughs> that might also be It's it. just Aqua Square. <laughs> I also wrote some notes down here about the scene that follows this. We have Makoto and... Taisuke is sitting there in the water park. Mm. Taisuke talks broadly about how he wants to bang Kotonoha again. Yeah. The the notes I wrote down here is Taisuke is talking about Kotonoha's tits. Makoto is actually super cruel about Taisuke. <laughs> He's like very blatant in his inner monologue about how mm. Taisuke is unlovable. <laughs> he also he also says when 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 Taisuke says he wants to be with Kotonoha, he says like within limits, mm. hopefully. And I mm. said Makoto, you fucking hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> Makoto, uh, maybe tell him. Maybe tell him about this whole relationship thing yes. at this point. Yeah, he <sighs> he questions Hickory's taste. Hickory. Hickory beef steak's taste. Yeah. It tastes uh, good. Hickory barbecue sauce. Yeah. <laughs> Hickory barbecue sauce. <laughs> I'm sure it tastes good. <laughs> he questions Hikari's taste, which mm. is understandable. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is understandable. But, like, this guy's his basically best friend i think at least That's, i don't know <laughs> as far as we know he's like it's incredibly cruel about it what if they what if when they first met in the first episode what if this was actually the time they first met <laughs> <laughs> i mean it seemed like there was the three guys met uh it seems actually <laughs> like like they knew each other at least at that mm -hmm. point but i mean people seem to become friends very quickly here mm -hmm. um Sikai's ass walks into the frame. <laughs> yeah, the four girls show up. Setsuna, Hikari, Sekai, and Kotonoha. Mm -hmm. And we get boob shots of all of them. Uh, we get a nice little fun joke about Setsuna having small tits. Yeah, the show is really cool about Setsuna having small breasts. Yeah. <laughs> as, as an advantage of that, Setsuna is sexualized a bit less <laughs> than the other characters on the show. But only slightly. Yeah. So, uh, because it's totally important, Kotonoha's wearing a turquoise bikini with white stripes on it. Sekai's wearing a pink bikini with white stripes, but in a different pattern. Hikari's wearing a orange bikini with frills. Uh, like the panties are made in a way so that they look like a skirt. And there's mm -hmm, a big bow mm -hmm. in the middle of her mm -hmm, bra. Mm -hmm. And Setsuna's wearing a dark blue, quote-unquote, one-piece. I thought it was a one-piece. It's not. It's uh, not? No, uh, the upper part of it is more like an undershirt. Ah, okay. So, it's it's separated. But she's wearing more clothes than the others do, which I appreciate. So are you trying to tell me that they're not wearing school swimsuits? Yeah, they're not wearing school <laughs> swimsuits. <laughs> Taisuke comments on this. Yeah. He comments on, you know, the the the, the schoolgirl swimsuits are sexy in their own way, but the swimsuits they're wearing right now are also mm -hmm. sexy. I wrote down, an adult wrote this. <laughs> this dialogue was written by adult people. Uh, another thing... Setsuna is wearing a red bow on her head, and she's always wearing a red bow on her head. I didn't really pay attention to this is so this far. Is this a swimming bow? Is no, this is this a swimming bow? <laughs> the bow like, she just wears was swimming. It's gonna get wet. <laughs> yeah, always, maybe she always wears that. Neoprene uh, swimming bow made from waterproof materials. I don't know. <laughs> a waterproof swimming bow. Mm. Or she just. I don't. I don't think she ever dives under the water. Like the few times we see her in water, she's like to her neck or like half mm -hmm. her face. I just think she keeps the bow above water, so it doesn't get wet. Mm. Or she's up and or she's in the water up to her nose and says swim repeatedly. Yeah, she also does that. <laughs> but either way, bow stays above water. So I just wrote down that Makoto and Daisuke ramble about swimsuits. I yeah. didn't care. Uh, and after they do that, uh, Setsuna asks Hikari. So you're into that? And Hikari's like, <laughs> like not even Hikari can explain this fucking plot point. <laughs> Nobody can explain why she's into Taisuke. Mm. So Kotonoha can swim. Yes. That's another thing that we hear. I thought it was weird, but it's probably not as weird as I think it is. <laughs> Just because I can swim. Yeah, I mean, it took me a long while to learn swimming. Same. But these guys are teenagers. I learned swimming when I was nine. I learned swimming when I was nine or ten, too, I think. Uh, I learned it in third or fourth grade of elementary school. Which yeah, was pretty late. something like that. So she can swim, and Makoto wants to teach her. Mm -hmm. And Daisuke is being fucking weird about it again. Daisuke goes, goes completely crazy and is yeah. like, Oh my god, I'm so jealous of you! I wrote Daisuke flips. Mm -hmm. 
Taisuke then gets kicked for comedic effects by by Sekai because she she kicks people in this episode and punches them. I wrote down Sekai hits Taisuke when he's uh, envious of Makoto. Good. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Taisuke so, receiving violence is always yeah. a plus. So next Hikari says Hikari. that she can. <laughs> hey, do Hikari. it again. Hikari, Hikari. smoked him. <laughs> so then Hikari. Uh, says that she can swim either. Mm-hmm. I assume she pretends she can swim, and she asks Daisuke to help mm-hmm. her to teach, though. Yeah. Help her to learn to swim. I can't speak. Yeah, and when he says, sure, uh, Sekai is enraged and says, you could be more uh, enthusiastic about this. Yeah, but I understand this, because da- he went completely insane about how jealous yeah. he is of Makoto. Yeah. And then when she says, okay, how about you teach me to swim? He's like, okay. Yeah, but Whatever. also, this really exemplifies, like, a core issue of how men are treated in this show, because they're simultaneously, like, there's there's a lot you can say about how gender is portrayed in this show, and I'll say a bit more about that a bit later in the mm-hmm. episode, but this gives a re- really strong hint about this, because all the negative aspects of masculinity that Sekai constantly talks about, like she constantly talks about how guys are just stupid and dense, mm. like from their own, and they can't understand women and stuff like that. Like, that's not just criticisms. She wants that too. She wants that in that situation. She wants him to be as weird and gross and lecherous about her, the the woman who who's into him as he is about that other woman. Like she encourages that sort of shit. This weird sexual predator kind of fucking shit that's coming from Taisuke. The gender roles in the negative aspects are enforced by the characters as well, even if they constantly, like, argue about them. Uh, My next note is, why are they pressing Taisuke's cock in my face? Yeah. (laughs) We get another crotch shot of Taisuke. It's horrible. And it's like, it's rubbed into the camera. We see uh, the moving of the bolts. No, no, please. Beneath his (laughs) uh, speedo. It's it's Mm. pretty terrible. I don't like to see that. There's another little something I want to mention. Oh, okay. Uh, while I'm doing this, I Google um, school days characters a lot because I keep forgetting who's yeah. who. Yeah, and I did that too. Things have changed. Uh-huh. I noticed. First of all, Makoto is now the first in the order. Uh-huh. Before he was like the last, or yeah, he was like the last person in that list. Wait, wait, now okay. he's first. And... Um, the image for Kotonoha has changed. I've seen that. I've seen that. I've seen <laughs> that the image for Kotonoha has changed. Wait, She's I gotta, now, um, gotta search for that. Psycho killer <laughs> Kotonoha. Yeah. I noticed that. Wait, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna Google real quick. School days characters. If it's mm-hmm. Yeah, it's here. T- it's the same here too. Yeah. Makoto's in first place. What happened? It also says it's a, it's a love movie. A romance movie. <laughs> 2007 <laughs> love movie. One season. <laughs> it, says, it even says one season. What yeah. is it now? <laughs> That's interesting. Oh, man, we should have screenshotted it before so yeah. we could, like, directly compare it. Was that... Yeah, I think all the characters... Like, most of the characters have new character portrait. they, uh, portraits. They have these portraits with white backgrounds. We what happened? Those before. Was that us? Maybe someone updated <laughs> the wiki. That might just be did, it. Did we miss something? Maybe someone is just trying to shut down our podcast. Like, <laughs> oh... Not, they're lying about school days like google it it's different from what they say maybe we just took too long to make the podcast and yes. uh, everything has changed everybody knows now the school days mafia is on our, uh, on our tails then we move on to another scene in the in this in aqua square mm-hmm. this time with makoto and kotonoha yeah the swim training the swim training scene hinted at before so swimming uh, teaching someone to swim for Makoto means pulling them around through the water yeah uh, I wrote down that his teaching method is pretty garbage he just he holds her arms and pulls pushes her around which Mm. at least gives us a lot of gives the show a lot of opportunities of sexy underwater shots of Kotonoha's body Uh, before that though we see sexy underwater shots of Sekai's body as she swims by Mm. that's before they learn that and Kotonoha at this point mentions that she's like impressed by Sekai Mm-hmm. And Makoto says, "Well, maybe she should teach you to swim then, not in a like being pe- petty kind of way. In a maybe someone else can do the teensy tiny amount of work that would be expended by teaching this girl how to swim." He like immediately tries to push that burden of helping her at all away from himself mm-hmm. again. So then she falls over. Mm-hmm. She falls Onto into Makoto. She falls into him, mm-hmm. 
her breasts squish on his chest. Yeah, smushed of course against they do, him. smushed yeah. against him. And now he's like, stay there. Please stay there for longer. Yeah, he's not tighter. Now he's, now he's really enjoying it, huh? Uh-huh, he's, he's... Like, we already knew... He's being so fucking weird about it. I mean, she <laughs> agrees at this point. Like, at this point, she's like, mm-hmm. yeah, to okay. everything he says. And we have Sekai watching mournfully from the distance again. She always Standing does. in the water and swimming off angrily as she sees this. Yeah, it's... I mean, this is, like, the only point we have in the episode where he seems... and all interested in Kotonoha. Mm-hmm. And it's only because her tits are liter- literally smushing against him. Which again shows what kind of a guy Makoto is, you know? Yeah. We, we know Makoto. Like, any way of spending time with her that doesn't directly involve anything sexual is completely uninteresting to him. He's literally just interested in her as, like, a sexual object. It's completely fucked. Yeah, he doesn't want to be with her anymore. Yeah. he. he I mean, it, it was always kind of like that, right? Like, yeah. It was always just that he was checking off the list of sexual things and only doing anything with her to get to the next stage. This is one reason why I kind of struggle to understand what mindset Kotonoha is in now. Because mm-hmm. she seems to be happy. Like she, she seems to think that they're in a real loving relationship now, yeah. which becomes more and more relevant uh, throughout the remaining half of the show. Yeah, basically she's already in partially broken mode and it's only getting worse mm. yeah we'll we'll talk about that more when we get to it but Kotonoha seems like we've got some hint at that in the last episode I think the point where that started Kotonoha sort of ignoring the negative parts of their relationship and trying to like only look at it as a loving relationship even if it absolutely isn't working working anymore I think that started at the end of the last last episode where she just happened to meet Makoto in the street and gave him the tickets to the uh, to go swimming and wasn't trying anymore to get... Uh, like, didn't even show a reaction to him not even ha- having read her message that she worked all day on. I think that was the starting point of that, and it's only devolving further throughout the rest of the show. So now we move on to a scene with Daisuke and Hikari mm. on their little date they're having. Uh, I wrote down Hikari and Daisuke seem to actually have a good time. <laughs> We have, first of all, we have Hikari going down a water slide. Mm-hmm. And with the prevalence of Dutch angles we've had so far, mm-hmm. I thought it was funny that the camera just turns completely upside down. Yeah, we have a 180 down. Uh, degree turn <laughs> The ultimate the Dutch shot. The ultimate Dutch angle. The most powerful Dutch angle. Yeah, we see her <laughs> falling into the water out of a water slide, like, upside down. But then the camera turns back around and Daisuke falls through the water slide and mm. dies. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly not. No, he lands in the water, in the water uh, and then he gets hit in the back and then he dies. Yeah. Setna shows up from behind him, from the slide and runs into him, which if you freeze frame this at the right moment is a wonderful scene of just uh, Taisuke falling over with panic on his face. <laughs> yeah, and Setna is completely empty, just, <laughs> just in the air. <laughs> this is wonderful. Oh man, I should have d- done that. That sounds good. I, I didn't screenshot it. I should have. Mm. I made another screenshot later. Okay, okay, we'll look at that when we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. We have a small conversation following that between Taisuke and Hikari. Yeah, we have, first of all, Setsuna is class president. I don't know if this was established. I think it was. I think they established that before. Yeah. And we have them sort of talking about relationships in a way. And this yeah. conversation was kind of confusing to me, but I wrote some of it down. Mm-hmm. I wrote down that Taisuke says at that point, girls are a mystery. Which he says into Hikari's face. Yeah. Hikari. Hikari's face. <laughs> yeah. And she responds with, with, well, they're not that open with guys. Which kind of like brings us back to this theme of gender throughout the show and how mm. men and women don't understand each other and operate like completely separate from one another. We see that in the girls only hanging out with the girls usually, mm-hmm. and I'm assuming Makoto only hanging out with Taisuke before Sek- Sekai showed up. And like the at the soonest point where we get any change to that, where we have Sekai and Makoto just sitting at the back of class and talking, everyone immediately assumes they have to be in a relationship. Because like a friendship between men and women is impossible in the context of this show. Because men don't understand women and women don't understand men. Th- this just shows it again. Hikari like openly states... Also, like, I wrote down here again, 
this show was written by an adult man. Yeah. <laughs> Which just she she just states, oh yeah, women are mysterious. Like it's blatant, like it's open. Like women are just trying to be mysterious, and that's why men aren't understanding them. Not that they're not trying to engage with them on their own level. But yeah. Th- that's basically what we have here. And this is followed by Hikari asking him if they want to go down the water slide again. And him responding... I was so fucking confused by that. Him responding, Ah, I didn't know you were like that too. And she says, Well, yes I am. So, is going down the water slide her being a mystery about what she wants from him? Because it seems like anything that doesn't directly further them being in a romantic relationship is to him completely impossible to understand. Like, why are you doing this confusing thing? Why are you doing this thing that doesn't directly lead to us dating? Why do you want to just have fun with me, like with a friend at this point? This show is such a weird fucking view of relationships. Like, this is completely separate from how it all ends and how it views the relationship specifically between the main love triangle. This is just a really weird perspective on relationships in general, and I don't get it. So now we move on to another scene, this time with Makoto and Sakai. Mm-hmm. And this scene, I think, is pretty important. So uh, Sakai and Makoto are talking on, like, a bridge. Mm. And Makoto Noha isn't there. She's gone to the girl's dressing room. Mm-hmm. Or, like, to the bathroom. We yeah. already know. So Sakai says uh, it seems to be going well. Uh, she saw, like... What happened? I think she is referencing Kotonoha bumping into yeah, Makoto yeah, yeah, and says, yeah. that seemed like a good thing. Mm. She says things are going well and she says, uh, <laughs> Makoto at this point tries to deny that anything happened there, which I thought was weird. Because it's like, okay, is he trying to not make her jealous or whatever? Because she clearly is, even if she's hiding it in this in this scene. Um, and she says, she mentions the training again at this point. Yeah. Too. She says that, hey, did you get it? Like, in a, in a jokey kind of way. Hey, did you learn that from the training? Uh, being aggressive like that. And I was thinking, like, wasn't the training about him not being like that anymore? Or, like, he has been aggressive all this time. That was the problem with the relationship. That he tried to move way faster than Kotonoha. It, it's just so weird. Yeah. So I, I, I feel more and more like... I mean, I already believed before that the training wasn't... She, that she didn't do the training with him in order to help him in his relationship. Yeah. But that that was a pretense to herself to be with Makoto. Yeah. It's just really confusing mm. at this point. Also, after that, Makoto says, I might need to practice more. Mm-hmm. And she attempts to mm. basically finger her ass yeah. from behind. He also says, uh, does that mean that I'm uh, I'm good at what we were practicing? Basically saying, like, uh, I, I caught that as, like, a sex thing. Like, oh, do you mean I'm uh, good in bed or whatever? And she flips out. Yeah, she flips out. <laughs> of course. As, as she always does. She, at this point, yeah, she slaps him off when he tries to touch her. Mm-hmm. And reminds him that it was just practice and whatever. And then we get, like, a creeping shot up uh, Sekai's body showing... And, yeah, Makoto's like, you look you look good in your swimsuit. And it seems, like, kind of genuine. Yeah. For the most part. She kind of says, yeah, it's a new swimsuit. And he says it has sort of a Sekai feel. Yeah, they they have some banter. I didn't make any much notes. Yeah. Any notes. Just there. They seem to be just... Talking, having fun. Yeah, I guess they seem a lot more like friendly with each other. Mm-hmm. Like they s- enjoy spending time with each yeah. other than Ma- Makoto does with yeah. anyone else. Makoto specifically says he enjoys being around her. Mm. When she like directly following that compares herself to uh, Kotonoha, like in in tit envy again. We get that mm-hmm. again. Classic. Uh, he tries to like get her to shut up. Like not, I don't want to talk about Kotonoha right now. Which is very telling again. Yeah. He doesn't even want to think about Kotonoha uh, currently. You get like this short, very uncomfortable moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Kotonoha comes back. Yeah. I what, what I what I thought about this moment too was... It again shows this thing that I mentioned before. That like friendships between boys and girls aren't possible in this world. Immediately as soon as something like that starts, people assume it's a relationship. The girl group 
has Nanami as like the alternative to having a boy in there because she's like uh, she she fills that role in their conversations a lot. The it's just so split in the middle, and I think a lot of the issues that arise in this show sort of stem from that. Because if Makoto and Sekai could just be friends like normal people, I think they'd have a good time mm -hmm. and we wouldn't be having all this trouble. Because that's what it seems when they talk, right? They just seem like they're having fun and bantering and making jokes about each other. There doesn't need to be anything more than friendship there, but this universe's framing makes a friendship impossible between men and women because it instantly has to lead to sex. It instantly has to lead to relationship. It's it's uncomfortable the way this show uh, looks at relationships and just friendships between genders because it seems like there's no possibility for that. Everybody assumes Makoto and Sekai are a couple just because they're hanging out. What I think this show is inspired by, and I don't think it comes originally from that, this is what I mentioned before. I have uh, looked into a book for this episode, a book I, I've known about before and that I think might be kind of foundational for the way this show looks at men and women. It's not a Japanese book. Uh, here we have an American book. Mm. It's called uh, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. That's, that's like a saying you've probably heard before. Mm -hmm. It was written in 1992 uh, by uh, Dr. John Gray. And it was the highest-selling nonfiction book of the 1990s. Oh, that's cool. At least according to, uh, I don't know, uh, NBC or something like that. I'm not sure. And basically, it's a book that a lot of people have read. It was like a popular psychology book, basically talking about, hey, why don't men and women get along? You know, that, those tropes from like shows you've watched that were made in the 90s and in the early 2000s that have this thing of like, oh, women are a complete mystery and can't be understood that the show also kind of peddles. I mean, yeah, this is this is what we're having here. <laughs> yeah, this is exactly what this is resulting in. What the book basically asserted is that... There are fundamental psychological differences between men and women. And it says that they f sort of function... That's what the title is referring to. Oh. That they sort of function like different societies. So the book argues for this stuff and not against it. It uh, argues for this stuff, yeah. Oh, man. This is the gender bell curve. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. It, it basically says that it's kind of impossible to truly communicate between men and women because men and women function like different societies with different expectations and different uh, like ideals and thoughts on mm. shit. It's sort of... Like, it, it kind of uses a lot of linguistic research for that. And I dug something out. I mentioned before that I studied literary studies. I also studied linguistics. And I had, like, a whole class on, basically, differences between groups in the same language. And there's some really interesting things to be said about the differences between men and women in just general talking. Mm -hmm. Because there are linguistic differences between men and women that can be looked at. Like, for example, uh, that... There's this stereotype that people always mention that when a woman mentions, uh, when a woman talks about a problem, she doesn't want the guy to solve it. She just wants to talk about the problem and that that is what a lot of conversations fail on. That's one of these things. But there's also just that, for example, in a conversation between a man and a woman, usually the man will try to talk more than the woman, even if he doesn't have a lot to say or will comment on like every single thing. That's what's also called mansplaining. It's just mm. like a man needs to assert his knowledge on a certain issue uh, in a conversation, even if he basically has nothing to th say about it. You also see that in classrooms, for example, since men tend to answer questions asked by the teacher, even if they're not sure about the answer, while women usually will only raise their hand if they are sure about the answer. Mm -hmm. Men just want to comment on things like that. Why, uh, women are a lot more cooperative in conversation too, or uh, tend to be. Like, they don't want to dominate the conversation. They just want to, like, offer their part, have someone else offer their part. And it goes on like that, while men like to have the final say in a conversation and like to, like, win the conversation in a way. There's a lot of psychological mm. research about that. You mean, you mean uh, destroy the other side with facts and logic? <laughs> exactly like that. <laughs> the, the thing with the book is... Uh, As you might know, as you might guess at this point, it received some criticism. Yep, <laughs> I can think so. First of all, the book just very straight up conflates gender and sex, mm. which it was written in the 90s, so that's part of it. But like the research for that existed at that point. 
it's also like it's pop psychology. It's not peer reviewed. Uh, it's not the most like mm. academic book in its way. So it, it is the gender bell curve. It kind of is. It's just less. It doesn't uh, advocate for policy <laughs> like the bell curve does. But it, yeah, it conflates it conflates gender and sex, and it conflates like all women and all men. Which there's been a lot of uh, responses to it. A pretty popular one, a pretty well-known one, is the myth of Mars and Venus by Deborah Cameron, which was like an actually academic response to it. And there are a few more, basically like trying to dismantle the claims. For example, the book is extremely focused on Western society, on like mm -hmm. how gender roles function in America for the most part which is very different in other societies where the stereotypes of men and women are also very different and can be assumed to be different. The the one I mentioned before, the myth of Mars and Venus, also asserts that those aren't like psychological differences you are born with. They tend to evolve because people like just automatically try to fit in. So if you're a young girl and only hanging out with young girls, you sort of assimilate the way they converse over time. Mm. And assume that there's also the element of uh, trans people especially uh, uh, make this conversation a lot more interesting because for the most part trans people start to like assimilate that way of speech like a trans woman will start to use more linguistic um, elements of female speech traditionally seen as female speech which kind of like negates the biological element of it mm -hmm. but also is really interesting because you wouldn't assume that if it's something you just do because you've learned that from growing up that girls are supposed to talk like that and boys are supposed to talk like that because you wouldn't have learned it that way it's it's there's a lot of interesting studies on that but it's a lot more simple than that at this point and also it's just that's the general thing if a dude grows up knowing a lot of women and talking with a lot of women and mainly having female friends, his speech patterns will be more traditionally feminine than traditionally masculine for exactly that reason. We try to fit in. We yeah. try to talk more in a way that's... Like, there are, of course, there are biological differences between men and women, and part of that does form our linguistics. But most of it is stuff we learn later in life. Yeah, it's environmental. Yeah, it's environmental, exactly. And this is sort of... We can see this in the show in a way. Because the men in the show, before the plot really kicks in, only hang out with men. The women in the show, before the plot really kicks in, only hang out with women. The only characters we know in the show that are from opposite genders and that were together at the start of the show are Nanami and her boyfriend, who we haven't seen at this point, but he's been mentioned. Nanami is like the only character in the show who's in a relationship from the start. She has this sort of boyfriend off screen. And like they're in a relationship. The only possible way of men and women fitting together in this show is a romantic relationship. And that's also where the conflict arises because he can't... Like, Sekai and Makoto are sort of pressured by everyone around them in the way that, hey, these two are hanging out, they have to be together, right? And I think a lot of the problems... Like, it starts off as Sekai just wanting to help Makoto out with Kotonoha, as far as we know. And the framing of the show and the way the society of this show works forces them to be in a relationship between because men and women can't be friends because they function on different levels. And the only person Makoto really has fun with and can really talk to is Sekai. And still, Sekai constantly enforces this gender difference bullshit. She constantly, like, brings up stereotypes about men. Men are stupid. Men only think with their dicks. Uh, while women want romance. Women want emotionality. But Sekai herself... Like, she doesn't seem to be that interested in emotionality and romance. She just seems like she has a good time with Makoto for the most part. And this whole framing of gender in the show just sort of forces these issues onto the characters. It, I, I think... I don't know if the show was directly inspired by this book, but like it's a book that was so popular in pop science and it's not something that started this. Like this book didn't start the idea that men and women yeah. are fundamentally different. Yeah, it 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 doesn't seem that in order for the show to be the way it is that they for them to have 
read this book because yeah, you know yeah. a lot of the stuff that you mentioned um of the various gender roles i am aware of this stuff and yeah, i didn't yeah. know about the book yeah. this is this just seems like like regular like gender roles yeah but me. also the book in general in being like the best-selling non-fiction book of the 90s also really impacted how we look at gender roles and how like especially the 90s and the early 2000s looked at gender roles especially in america Because that was, like, a book that everyone had read. Like, it's, it was a book that was just, like, generally accepted as fact. I mentioned this, The Myth of Mars and Venus, and there were some other texts that were written about that that were critical of the book. Those mainly came out over the early 2000s. Like, the book was pretty uncontested for a while, except for, like, fringe voices. People just assumed that that was right. And it's only been, like, fairly recently especially in the 2000s and especially in the 2010s where that's really started that this idea of men and women not being fundamentally different but being just like formed by their environment and completely able to be good friends like i remember when i was in school that shit was still everywhere and it's only been fairly recently that this thing has been moving backwards and i think school days provides a kind of interesting time capsule in being from 2007 which is, by this point, a while back, of really outdated gender roles, which are still present in a lot of things. But, like, even in anime, you can see these days that a lot has changed and that gender roles are examined differently, even if anime is still extremely traditional in a lot of ways. But, yeah, that's basically what I wanted to say about that. Uh, I, uh, I, I'm kind of passionate about that issue. I also thought it was really interesting when we talked about it back in university. But yeah, uh, let, let's get back to the episode for now. Mm. So I just have a little something about the the next and last scene of our episode. Okay. Uh, so everyone's now in the canteen they're eating. Mm -hmm. And I made a little screenshot. It's nothing important. So first of all, in the background, there's um, there's Setsuna. You can mm. see she's wearing her red bow. Mm -hmm. But I'm more concerned about this guy. <laughs> yeah, I noticed him. <laughs> He looks like a fucking anime OC from DeviantArt. There's a guy, uh, just a, just an extra on the right side of the screen, who looks like he has his head on sideways. He kind of, <laughs> look, kind of looks like someone broke a Ken doll. Just <laughs> the head on wrong. <laughs> I mean, he could just be looking to the side, but also he just looks kind of out of place. He's also relevant because he's uh, another male character. We don't have a lot of those. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, even in the background, we don't I mean, have a lot I mean, of the those. extras are a mix of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you could talk... We could talk more about the extras. <laughs> we could talk more about the extras. Maybe there's going to be more interesting things about that yeah. in the future. Basically, they all meet in the cantina and they eat together mm -hmm. food that uh, Kotonoha has brought. Yeah, Kotonoha has made a bunch of sandwiches. Uh, and this L time, like, yeah. nobody's directly comments on them being mm -hmm. awful. Yeah, reminder of the first episode... Kotonoha is bad at making sandwiches, apparently. Yeah, but, like, th they don't seem to be that bad this time. Like, uh, all of them eat at least some, mm. from the looks of it. It's only that uh, Taisuke eats a whole shitload of them. He goes nuts, uh, because we already know Taisuke is into Kotonoha. And he's so desperate, he'd eat anything made by a girl. Yeah. Also, um, they can bring f just their own food in there. I thought that was a little weird because it seems mm. that they're drinking stuff that they bought there, I assume. I don't know how that drinks. is. In, I don't. I know that that's okay in like outdoors uh, water parks here. Yeah, no, but they're not outdoors, I think. Yeah, yeah, they're not. But I think that might just be a small difference in between how that runs in different countries. Because like, I don't know if at the local water park here, if they'd get mad if we brought our own food into the restaurant area, if we bought drinks. I don't think that would be all that weird. Yeah. So I mean, we eat food that we brought our, ourselves there, just like not in the restaurant area. Usually it's not mm -hmm. like forbidden. So that's really a minor thing then. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Hikari mentions that Kotonoha makes a good girlfriend. I brought, I wrote in brackets, true. Yeah. Which <laughs> I thought is a kind of a strange thing to say. <laughs> yeah. But I think the reason she says it is to bring up the, remind us that Taisuke does not know, yeah. still not know that they're in a relation. That, by the way, Uh, we had this classroom scene where the two of them were talking in the back really loudly to each other. Mm. And there were only like three people in front of them. Yeah. And I was like, these guys are constantly talking to each other like this in class. How does Taisuke not know anything? <laughs> yeah, they're talking to each other. That means they're together, right? Yeah. I mean, you can see they're talking. Can you not hear what they're talking about? I don't think he's aware of that. I, I don't think, think he's much. aware of anything. 
uh, we see a small shot of Sekai in response to that, mm-hmm. uh, being like down again. Her eyes are hidden in shadow. Uh, she mm-hmm. looks down. No, no, her eyes are not hidden in shadow here. She just looks very emo- non-emotional mm-hmm. at that point. Ta- Taisuke also says, uh, wait, aren't you dating Sekai? Yeah. And then Kotonoha clarifies. No. Yeah, first, before Kotonoha clarifies, Makoto doesn't clarify. Makoto's yeah. like, well, uh, it's actually, uh, he, he can't bring himself to give, like, a solid answer. And then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, Kotonoha clarifies while Makoto is hesitant to do so. Mm, yeah. So Kotonoha says, yes, it's true, we're in a relationship. Yeah, and mm. uh, Taisuke is being weird about it again. Mm. Then we get three shots that yeah, I think pretty yeah, well illus- really well illustrate what's going on right now. We get Makoto looking upset, Kotonoha looking happy, and Sekai looking... Then how did you do in PE today face? <laughs> just dead empty. Yeah. Insane anime face. Eyes, eyes hidden in shadow. Yeah. Uh, looking down, not showing any emotion. So yeah, at this point, it's pretty clear. Makoto doesn't want to be in this relationship. Sekai, in all honesty, doesn't want the two of them to be in a relationship, even though she keeps saying she wants that and keeps trying to get him. Like she keeps trying to. Um, okay. I don't know if y'all have uh, seen Hamilton. I have. It's it's. I've seen it in uh, theaters. It's gonna be on Disney Plus soon. Yes, this month, finally. I think. Um, yes, finally. <laughs> finally, uh, it's a musical. Just to keep mm-hmm. things short, and there's this. <laughs> that's something I thought about while watching this episode. There's this one song in there. It's my favorite song. It's called Satisfied. I'll never be satisfied. Yeah, it's about like uh, this one sister giving uh, uh, like a toast at the wedding of her sister to the guy she was originally in love with. And she, like, heroically gave up that relationship because she knew her sister wanted it more. Oh, my, and we're doing a comparative piece now between <laughs> School Days and Hamilton. No, I just thought it was kind of funny because Sekai tries to do the Angelica Skylar and dramatically give up the relationship she wants so much every single fucking episode. And it it's just like... It's like she... Every time she talks to Makoto, she tries to make this dramatic sacrifice of... I know I want you, but we can't be together. Uh, you should be with her instead. And every time he's like, okay, but could we fuck? Like, <laughs> Just like Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what Hamilton is about, folks. That's what happens in Hamilton. Uh, it's uh, a hip-hop adaptation of School Days. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, they use the names of like some American historical people. I don't know, it's who funny. cares? It's kind of funny. <laughs> My name is Angelica Skyler. No, it, it's it's it's. I just thought of that because it's like, come on, girl. At this point, at this point, just fucking give up on it. What I also thought about in this episode is this episode seems like the one where Makoto is supposed to make his choice. This is the one where Makoto considers: Do I want to be with Kotonoha or with Sekai? And it seems pretty clear that he's on the Sekai side at this point. Mm-hmm. That he doesn't want to be with Kotonoha. Kotonoha clearly wants to be with him, but he clearly doesn't want to be with her. And here's a question I have for you. This was the first half of that episode. Mm-hmm. Have you watched the second half yes. in preparation? Okay, because last time we talked about you not remembering something that happens in the second half. Yeah, I do now. Okay. I do now know. Okay. Here's a question for you despite that. How would you resolve this episode? What would you do at the end of this episode? What would you think this episode is building up to? I mean, there's two options, right? Yeah. Either he decides for Kotonoha and breaks up with Sekai, or he goes for Sekai and breaks up with Kotonoha. Mm -hmm. Like, what I would assume with how the framing of this episode goes is exactly what you said. Either it ends with, like, Sekai giving him the final big speech of, like, no... We have to stop this. This can't keep going and trying to cut him off entirely and him ending up with Kotonoha and maybe her being sad and maybe that can be brought up again in a future episode or him growing some balls, uh, breaking up with Kotonoha and getting together with Sekai since that's clearly what both of them want, Mm -hmm. which would be shitty for Kotonoha, but maybe that could develop over the rest of the show too. What happens from that? Who knows? That... Neither of these is what happens in the end of this episode. Yeah. As if you've seen the show, you know. If you haven't seen the show, we'll talk about that next time. What exactly happens there. I mentioned before that the end of this episode has the moment in the show where I screamed at my screen, uh, literally. 
I still have a file on my computer uh, from the end of that show uh, where I made a screenshot and vandalized it because I was very angry. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, a friend had told me to watch the show and I sent that to him via Facebook Messenger back then uh, because people still used Facebook back then. Uh, this is a history lesson in a lot of ways today. <laughs> and... <sighs> That was all I remembered from this episode. As we kind of learned now, there was a lot more in it. But that thing happening at the end overshadows all of it. I haven't seen the second half again uh, today. I haven't watched that in preparation. I'll watch that for the next episode. Mm -hmm. uh, do we have? Do we still have a bunch of uh, swimming, uh, like water park stuff in the second half? No. Okay. Then we'll see y'all next time. Yes. Uh, hopefully this time we'll actually manage it in two weeks where we'll get back to this episode of School Days after the water park and see how this whole relationship drama concludes. Because this is the point where the show really has its point of, like, this is where everything changes. It's at the end of this episode. I'm dreadful and excited about it. Uh, I hope you are too. We'll see you guys then. Uh, I hope you enjoy listening to us suffer because it's only getting worse. Goodbye. Goodbye. See y'all next time. <laughs>